0: Welcome to another episode of Ask Canadian Six. I am one of your co-hosts, Jasper Toronto. We got Harmon on the line from Edmonton. And this is the episode that I wanna call I Told You So. Um I if you're listening to this, if you listen to our podcast, you probably realize it's a big moment uh, for everything we've been saying this podcast for years uh but that's basically the i think i mean i think that's the whole episode is there anything else left to say
1: uh no i think we could just probably end it right there
0: (laughs) okay um how i mean i feel like i've been hearing people ask six the same four questions uh in all the media i'm gonna try not to ask you the same questions but how validated do you feel I know there's a lot of feelings, but do you feel a sense of validation? uh, What happened and how are you feeling about it? Yeah,
1: I got the privilege to be able to do some interviews this week um, and definitely conveying that sense of relief, uh, that sense of validation and appreciation that something that we've been working towards for so many years, we've been highlighting so many of the problems with um indian interference and i mean we all knew the government of india was involved with the murder of um jeet by haddeep singh niger and i need there was no question or doubt in anybody's mind to have intelligence agencies and now we know that an intelligence agency outside of canada from one of our um partners um also, just demonstrates that the world is starting to wake up, you know, to the reality of of the Indian government's, um, you know, role and what they do. And, and the other thing that people have really woken up to, I think, in the media coverage worldwide, is that, you know, six want Khalistan. And I think that's kind of an interesting side piece to of this, which is you now have a whole world that is interested in knowing more about what is the Khalistani, what is this quest for Sikh sovereignty, um, and why is it such a big threat to the Indian government?
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a moment of um, so the, the Prime Minister came forward in a public form, form in the House of Commons and called out India for their role in the assassination of Hadeep Nijer. Um, it's just like I feel. Uh, I feel like it was a moment of validation. In I'm gonna call us a gaslit generation. Like, we keep saying we know the Indian government's behind it. We know the Indian government's behind it. Um, we are knocking on doors. We're creating posts. We're creating reports. We're citing things. We're inform. We're trying to reach out to intelligence. We're asking for security coverage, and having done this for decades, the World world's organization has been doing this for decades, our parents before us, um, and having such a little response, um, and watching the Indian government have such a strong reach and watching them act without consequence for so long. It, it's really striking to have everything we've been saying to, to just have someone say, yeah, actually we knew you were telling the truth. Um, And it also makes me severely question uh, how strong is the evidence? Like we have what Harmon and I talk about every month and we have our our little bits and pieces of this person did this and this person said this, this book said this, this author said this. Um, And that has not been enough for Canada to jeopardize their relations with India. Whatever Justin Trudeau saw or heard, whatever intelligence came forward is enough for him to put his relationship with India on the line. And that's what I'm really curious about is like, what do they have that he finally said something? Um, so yeah, it, it feels super strong. Um, and and we were wondering like, what do you, we are, we're where the Ask Canadian Six podcast. There has been a lot of, there have been a lot of voice, sick voices in the media what do we bring to the conversation one of the things that i wanted to check in with was what is your sense of sick representation in the media cuz this this hashtag we started ask canadian six was cuz sick issues were being talked about in the media without us You've done interviews. A lot of WSO folks have been slammed with interview requests, um, and I've heard like sick professors. I've heard uh, people who worked in various levels of government. It feels like every day there's a new um, sick person on the news. Do you think that this round of media circus has had valid sick voices and has been a- And have they been asking? question so is there good representation and representation is not enough have they been asking good questions
1: yeah that's a fantastic you know I think one of the things that somebody I was speaking with yesterday who's done some interviews um, and their perspective was that the questions they get are silly it's how does the community feel um, you know, it, it's more so of, a, well, what, what, is it, what does the Sikh community think? Um, you know, how, are, how is this going to impact um, their visas? And, and what's the reaction to, you know, what Indian government did yesterday? It, rather than kind of taking a deeper analysis. And there's still this difficulty because when some of the larger news channels are looking into the broader implications or trying to understand this from a geopolitical perspective, they're still going back to the same tired voices. Uh, I put out a tweet yesterday about a panel on CTV where uh, Vashi Kapelos, um, you know, again, has her regular panel. And, you know, again, it comes up as part of the conversation. But nobody in that panel has any ability to speak about this in any educated manner. Uh, And you know, immediately there was that feeling of, well, here we are again, right? Uh, you look at some of the, the rhetoric, some of the things that have been happening, and a lot of it is because we still have not understood the role of the Indian disinformation campaign that exists and the nexus between the Indian government and Indian media. For whatever reason, Canadian commentators still take a lot of, Indian media sources at face value which continues to boggle my mind you know one of the things that we put out there was was the story of you know Indian media has a story that Justin Trudeau was trying to smuggle drugs out of India which is why that's why his plane was detained for for two days because oh you know what yeah not only are calls on these drug peddlers and they're all gangsters. Well, so is the prime minister. He's also he he was also trying to smuggle drugs out of India. That's why they uh, that's why they had to detain his plane. Like this level of absurdity, and they still don't get it. They still not critical. So many of them. And You saw, you know, foreign international um, media houses do a much better job. The Atlantic did a much better job uh, of covering this issue and the nuance, and you know, kind of putting forward a perspective that made more sense. You know, you had the Conservatives in Canada start to create doubt and everybody ran with that. You know, you had a lot of media start to propagate this doubt rather than really just look at this in a way that, um, you know, the seriousness of the allegation, right? And find out, you know, why why this was happening. So I think a lot of the disappointment uh, that we felt for years is starting to creep in again. You know, as you see people given platforms who have no idea what they're talking about, problematic journalists, Uh, People like the Terry Glavins, uh, the Douglas Todds, the Kim Bolins. I mean, it was absolutely pathetic to see Kim Bolin put out a tweet, you know, after the the announcement came out to talk about, you know, um, well, I was one of the first people to cover this story. And um, it was, yes, but you were also the first person to put out false information about why Singh niger was assassinated. You were the one who perpetuated this false narrative that this was some type of uh, you know, gang war slash um, interpersonal feud. You created that disinformation, you bought that disinformation, and you spread it. And yet, instead of being apologetic, instead of walking that back, instead of reevaluating your sources, instead of actually having a moment of reflection, you've doubled down. Uh, and that's the part that it just, is so frustrating. Again, not everybody in the, in the mainstream media. I mean, there's been some great, like Amr Khan has done a fantastic job uh, in covering uh, the story and so have many others. But so uh, it's so frustrating as a Canadian Sikh where we told you the Indian government killed by Hadeep's signature. We've been telling you this for years um, that the Indian government is interfering. And yet we still can't be believed all the, all the time. And, and our perspectives on geopolitics uh, aren't being respected. That's the disappointing part.
0: I think I have uh, I have mixed responses. Um, I am I I don't like I consume media. I think in really specific ways. Um, not like a, I grew up in a house with like a, a paper copy of the Toronto Star every morning, and we watched the CBC News every evening. And that's not how I read news as an adult. I I listen to the radio a lot. I I read um, digitally. I read news. And I read everything that gets shared uh, in group chats. And so it's been, I've had mixed responses to sick representation around this issue. The positive is it's really striking to me how many voices I know are coming through the chaos. So I'm actually just like listening to the radio and all of a sudden I hear Balbir saying, all of a sudden I hear Menendah saying, all of a sudden I hear Therman saying like there's, um, it's familiar. Um I think that there so that's been like almost like a jolt to the system. Like, oh, our voices are actually out there. I'm reading quotes from people I know um in newspapers and that the there's real the one of the other positive things I've uh read and heard is the way that some media outlets are uh, using terms so they've they're calling hade ninja an activist and not a terrorist so they'll say they will say Indian government has framed him as a terrorist uh, they are using the word Khalistan they are not using the Khalistan movement as synonymous with terrorism I've seen that distinction being made I've seen over and over again um I, I watched uh I think it was the the evening news and I saw them They panned, like, the outside of Dixie Gordora, here in Mississauga. Inside, there's, like, a big, uh, behind the main stage, there's, like, a big thing that says, we love Khalistan, and they panned across the big we love Khalistan sign, and they didn't sensationalize it, and the committee members, they did a soundbite from the committee members. Um, So, again, these are, like, VGs that we know, voices that we know, um, that's, those are some of the really clear and positive things that have come through. Um, some of the things that I am still I wish would be improved. Have not heard a lot of gender balance. I haven't heard like everyone I mentioned was a sing. Um, ha- I've heard uh, Sukiko from Ontario. I've heard her voice on the radio. Um, I did hear another core on the radio, but it's it's very rare. Um, So I wish there would be a little bit more analysis from across the Sikh diaspora. I have seen and read and heard an attempt at, I'm doing air quotes, balanced coverage, which I don't love. um, Which is like, every time we talk about this, we have to talk about the Air India bombing. Like, that's how we tell the story of foreign interference in Canada. It necessarily has to involve sexist terrorists it necessarily has to like that's the thread um in the name of balance i've heard them interview people from india uh interview uh you know the hindu phobia rhetoric that's here Uh, those some of those sound bites are coming through i think it's Maybe because I'm too close to the issue um, and maybe from from the producers of those stories, it feels like it's something that they they need to attempt. But when I hear that, I have a a very strong reaction to like, no, that really doesn't need to be there. Um, So what what needs to be balanced and uh, what what needs to be said in the name of balance? I don't know. And then. Another one of my criticisms is just like, why are we asking the same four questions? Um, and one of which has come up over and over again is, do you feel safe? Does the community feel safe? Um, the community is not a monolith, which is part of what this podcast is about, which is part of what this hashtag is about, asking Canadian sex, And that's frustrating because sometimes you'll get a Canadian sick on the radio and um, doesn't agree like i don't agree with and i'm like oh i really wish they hadn't asked you but it's important that people i disagree with their voices come through as well uh but the asking like are you afraid um while i understand that is might feel like an important question from a western media lens hey sick canadians are you scared um From a Pantak perspective, from a lived experience of Sikhi, that's not, that was never in the vocabulary. That was never something that was to be entertained. It was always to be in a state of Jardikala. It was always to ask for sovereignty. Um, This has, this is not new. The validation of the reach of the Indian government is new. To have Justin Trudeau stand up and talk about it is new. The understanding that the Indian government could come for me at any time, that's not new. The lived experience of being under their threat and under their shadow, that's not new. That is a part of who sick Canadians have been for decades. We have not lived fearful lives. We have lived beautiful, strong, happy, chardikala lives, asking for everything with, with political dissent, dissent, asking for Khalistan, asking for sovereignty, raising our families, enjoying our lives, being in Jardikala, fighting for the Panth. Um, and so just just to hear that asked over and over again, uh, it's too much of a nuanced response to give in a soundbite to say like, yes, I am scared or no, I'm not scared. Because it's not that simple. It's, Maybe this is new for you. This is not new for me. And I haven't stopped myself from living a full life because because this reach has always been there. Um, yeah. So I guess like is there when you hear that question, like what how, how do you respond or have you I mean, you did a lot of you you've went you've been out there for the last few days doing a lot of interviews. Have you been asked this question? How do you respond?
1: You know, the, the interesting piece that I always like to point out is that you um, you know, as, as a Pant, we, we we take our inspiration, you know, from um, shaheeds. And Bhai Hardeep Singh Dajir was a shaheed who, on the day that he was, was assassinated, gave a speech in the Gurukar that um, he knew of the threat to his life and that he was going to continue to speak out. He continued to advocate uh, for Khalistan. He continued to advocate against oppression. Uh, and, you know, that spirit is with us. And that spirit um, continues to... Um, embolden us right to speak out so you know that that was that that's the piece I and that's the the part that really resonates with people uh, just read is is when you when, when you frame it like that and people know and you should see how many messages I've been receiving of people saying you know that when we speak unapologetically about who we are and and um, we, we, we show we tell them and we speak with defiance Uh, It inspires, it inspires our our community, you know, and and I've gotten more people reach out to me in the last few days um, who are feeling just as inspired um, and just as defiant and absolutely unafraid of the um, Indian government and its disinformation. Everybody knows what they're up to. We've always known Uh, and sometimes um, we just need to be able to express it. So that's kind of how I've handled it. Um, I think the frustrating part, though, always, uh, you know, is, is looking at... Because, I, and I understand, you know, that at certain levels, there might be some, some nuance, but there was a local report that happened here where, you know, there was this, yes, to some, Hardeep Singh Nijjar is a hero, but to others, uh, he is a terrorist, and um, just so you know, Kazakhstanis were the ones behind Air India Bombing. Here's somebody to speak on behalf of Air India Bombing victims. I mean, how that has any place in the story is beyond me, right? Um, you know, we, we've had local commentators who are, you know, trying to say that and, and make these connections uh, between Hardeep Singh Nijjar and, you know, Bobra Khalsa and ISYF. Um, and, you know, these aren't necessarily multi-bots who are doing this, right? Uh, so there there still is, you know, and, and you see it in the, in the mainstream media, so many of the commentators that they bring on are, are people who, who their entire knowledge of the community stems from one incident of Air India. And there's no nuance around this. And so when I did, um, you know, kind of one of Canada's top podcasts, Ryan Jesperson show, I... T- I I wanted to take the time to point out that the record in Canada has never been made clear. Soft Target, uh, a a wonderful book by two Canadian journalists that investigates the role of of the Indian government in in undermining and infiltrating the Sikh community. And a foreword done by evidence that existed through a Canadian Edmonton Liberal MP, who was a Conservative before, David Kilgore. You know, David Kilgore was a great friend to the Sikh community. He understood our challenges. He was a great friend to the WSO. Uh, David Kilgore put forward, and he was known for his human rights record. Like, David Kilgore was known as a human rights hero as an MP. Um, And he talked about evidence that he had that related to the involvement of different um, uh, agents and their attempts to try to defame the community through uh, the bombing of Air India Plains. And when the WSO made an application to the inquiry, the Air India Inquiry, to have these three, two authors and David Kilgore, um, appear as, as witnesses to, to give their testimony and their evidence, that application was denied. So the Canadian public was um, denied the opportunity to learn about the role that the Indian government plays in interfering in this country. You know, despite having diplomats who were expelled the day after, um, that part of the story was never told. And it's still not being told. You know, and obviously it's a sensitive issue, but not for six because we all condemn the killing of innocent people. Um, there, you won't find six who will say that um, th- that this was this was anything other than a horrific act of violence. But I think there's nuance here that the Canadian public has been robbed of, and there's a moment here for us to talk about this, you know, and in in a way that we haven't been able to do before, and and I think that's for our community, an opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Um, And I think the thing that I find frustrating, even as you're saying that, is like it feels like we are right back at the same door we were knocking on decades ago. We're right back and and saying, you know, like we're here and this is happening. And we have, I think in one sense, um, the amount of uh, people organizations, political parties, and media outlets that have reached out to WSO has skyrocketed in the past few days. A lot of people are asking us for voices. Folks that haven't, are, no, are noticeably absent in consultations with WSO is also quite striking to me. Uh, and I'm not going to list them because I don't think this is this is the right platform to air that grievance. But just for folks to know, I don't think that we have been meaningfully consulted in this sphere in which we have expertise so long uh, and, and even now. So why like we've written us NCCM, we've written the uh, national Canadian council of Muslims. We've written the reports, we've done the work, we have the expertise, we've tracked everything. um, And why is there still a gap in meaningful consultation in in how to address this so this has come out um the act of naming the indian government in their um in their in this assassination is huge but it still isn't really anything saying it out loud but what is the con so we've seen this happen we've seen diplomats A diplomat being expelled from here. We've seen the reaction from the Indian government. You can't get a visa anymore. Um, I actually find it quite funny um, that, like, this is making... This is international news. Like, sometimes we're so uh, deep in our, like, world that it doesn't really... uh, I don't understand how big this has gotten. But, like, there's memes about this. Like, this is on Reddit. This is on... There's a fake uh, Canadian newspaper, a satire newspaper called the Beaverton, and they always do these funny headlines. And they did one that says, "India issues advisory warning travelers against assassinating people in Canada." Like the Beaverton is making fun of India because India is now saying, "Oh well, we're not safe. We're not safe in Canada." And the Beaverton, yeah, Beaverton's like, "Oh yeah, you try. You're trying to assassinate people in Canada, and you're not safe. You can't assassinate freely." Um, so there's like this. This massive reach, these massive reactions, and still, it strikes me that this is not a thing. This is not an action. This is not a solution. Nothing has actually happened. So the calls to action I've heard are like... Pardon my French, but like BS political. Uh, we would like a clear and transparent inquiry into the process. Uh, they're probably gonna assemble a committee. There's probably gonna be an inquiry. What is like if you were to put forward and ask from WSO, uh, what's the action here? Like, how do we do this so that in 20 years my kids are not knocking on the prime minister's door? I'm doing what my my dad and uncles did. And then is my kid going to do what I'm doing 20 years India still murdering people in Canada and they're still going to be like, oh, look, oh, look, it's foreign interference. What's the actual ask here? What do we need to do to stop this?
1: Yeah, so I think, um, you know, WSO has put out some some pretty formal asks uh, as part of the press conference that we did, um, joint press conference we did with NCCM. And number one, I think the first step is for the government to actually pull out of the security share, intelligence sharing agreement with india the other is to have an actual public inquiry where we look at the role of indian government in interfering in this country um, having a public open transparent inquiry is really important and it's something that i think a lot of um, sick voices are are unified on you know we don't want this to just be a first step we want to see Um, some progress on this so that yes again we're not going to actually do this you saw the Prime Minister yesterday talking about you know as a separate issue you know their their campaign against disinformation online Um, but yeah I mean like investigating the role of rogue states like India uh, and perpetuating that and and propagating that let's let's all not forget that you know we all know that Jagmeet Singh was warned by by Canadian intelligence that there are efforts to undermine him by the government of India through domestic uh, actors, um, investigating the role of just domestic actors, investigating how Indian government has paid for or bought, um, you know, potentially elected officials in this country allegedly is, is, I think, going to be really important. You know, the role that, that um, their money plays in spreading disinformation, shutting that down, uh, investigating the links. Um, of people who are spreading uh, misinformation to the Indian government is really important because we've seen so many online outlets um, and other outlets in Canada that have taken really bizarre positions. You know, uh, the McDonald Laurie Institute took a very bizarre position uh, when they commissioned Terry Molesky to, to write that uh, uh, article that was then condemned uh, by, you know, over 150. I mean, just for you, led the charge on that. I think there's an important role for for that to happen. But just to touch on your point of, um, you know, the, the Beaverton, I mean, what you know, when people talk about um, Indian government talks about, you know, those in Canada not feeling safe, and I what I like to say to people is, well, unless the Indian government's going to kill more people, like, everybody's pretty safe here, right? Uh, and let's not forget, like, right before the story happens with Trudeau coming out, Australia, where you had um, uh, acts of vandalism of mandars, it comes out that that was done by Hindus, you know. and Yes,
0: and that's so important. That's gotten lost in all of this, that Australia actually came out and said the vandalism on the mandars was done by Hindus themselves.
1: And remember, like the graffiti that appears there is almost identical to what you see here in messaging and writing. And... Six immediately when they saw that vandalism were like, yeah, we didn't. No, nobody did this. This is not how we talk. This is not how oh, we write. We don't spell
0: is... things that way. We don't write things that way. Isn't it interesting that your security camera stopped working the night the Yeah, there's too many. And the parallels to the
1: situations yeah. here. That's exactly what happened here. All of a sudden, the camera is not working in that direction. Um, yeah, and so again, I think you saw like the conservatives were pushing this whole idea of Hindu phobia. And we've seen how Hindu phobia is being used to silence Dalit voices who are speaking out about caste oppression. And at six, you know, we stand with the, uh, the Dalit community on speaking out on these issues and having caste um, be included as a protected ground under human rights legislation right across this country. And you've seen it in the U.S. But the people who are, you know, again, where's the mainstream media to look at these issues? Uh, where, where you know, not only do you have this toxic <clears throat> Hindu nationalist movement within India, but how that has spread to the borders here. And what does that mean for people here? And it's not just the Sikhs who are facing this, right? Um, you saw the voices who are speaking out against uh, the inclusion of caste as a protected ground. So there's a lot of work to be done um, in, in really educating the Canadian uh, population. And it's work that we do at the WSO. All the time, but I wish the media would start to focus a bit more on those issues.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, I think um, there's so many, so many real asks, and the the ones that I'm thinking of, um, we need to we just need to clean this up. Like we need to make sure that uh, places that the Indian government comes here and hides are we're not creating more spy hives. We're not allowing them to have free reign. Um, There needs to just, and I'm not naive to how much is at stake. I've seen the rollout of Canada's Indo-Pacific strategy. I've seen the strategic relationship building with India to balance global powers. I know how much is at stake in terms of trade. And I know it's a huge ask. It's really easy for me as a Sikh to say like, take a stronger stance with the indian government it's a huge ask of the canadian government because they're not just serving six they're trying to serve the economy and their uh, global relations and their allies and all of those things there are things that we need to do to just make sure that our country is safe uh, to make sure that there are not spies to make sure there are not assassinations those things i feel like are not very difficult ask, and to have meaningful consultations with the people who, like, we literally—I mean, if you look at News like, we have named people who need to be removed from the country—to um, make sure that your eyes and ears are open, and to just not let, uh, to to not have such a soft response to these things, and to not let people come in and do these things in your country. Uh, So a lot of very real concrete asks. I think time will tell. I think the pressure is on. And if we put these calls to action out there right now, it's when they're going to be heard the most. Um, I think let's keep the the hashtag Ask Canadian going. We are doing better in terms of sick representation in media than we have in the past. I think there's still room for improvement. Um, So yeah, we'll definitely, we will keep showing up and... Participating in conversations where we are invited and if you are listening and if you are invited like this is about you as much as it's about us it's about having informed canadian sick perspectives out there in the media so i think that's a well uh that's a good place to stop there uh again next month and hopefully hopefully we'll have uh Real concrete action items that and it's not just going to be a committee that's formed to do an inquiry and then the person leading the inquiry is not the right person and then they resign and we get stuck in months and months of drama but also uh, this is a very dramatic situation and Modi is very dramatic and the government of India is being very dramatic. And they're clutching their pearls and they're saying they don't feel safe. Um, So it's good. I think it's going to be every day there's a new headline and every day it's unfolding in a really interesting way. So stay tuned. You're along on this ride with us. Uh, as always, if there's work that uh, WSO is doing that you're interested in, please follow us on all social media. We're at World sick org everywhere. Now is a really important time to follow us because we're posting all of our interviews and all the media that we do if you would like to keep informed with the sake perspective. And we do have uh, this one, the program, a donation program. All the work we do is community funded and volunteer driven. So we are a small and mighty team and we are we are supported by the sick community. We stand on your shoulders. We wouldn't be able to do this work without you. So with that, um have a good and safe month. And I'm sure the GOI listens to our podcast too now. So shout outs to all of the people who are listening to us trying to trying to get more intel on in the community. We wish you well as well go go home go back to your country stay out of our country uh, and we'll see we'll catch you again in a month why goody kakal